Cougar Sports Saturday on a BYU basketball game day. The Wildcats and the Cougs. A little later start tonight, 8 p.m. tip-off, 7 p.m. pregame here on your legacy home of the Cougars. We'll get to that a little later on in the program. Plenty of BYU basketball content coming your way, but with this roster starting to take shape heading into spring football, we had to do a deep dive preview and an early look at this team before spring ball starts at the end of the month. It's hard to believe that it's a, there's a February start for spring football, but that's the case, Mitch. Cannot wait. February 29th is when spring ball gets started. March 30th is when it concludes. Kind of interesting that they took that change. Last year it ended around April 15th. We'll get more into this down the road, but my thought process initially when they changed those dates is that they want to have maybe two weeks to really evaluate every position and get a true feel, have exit interviews, say, this is where you stand, where do you sit with us, and then they can go hit the transfer portal April 15th hard and go, you know, if they need to go attacking, go get an RB, go get a quarterback, go get a defensive tackle, they have the time to really get their game plan together, get their ducks in a row, and go hit that post-spring window. But it's going to be eventful. I mean, this is a spring football where every position you got to see competition. Like, no one should be safe. The only guy that I can really say, two guys, Jacob Robinson, Tyler Batty, everyone else, like, let's see the competition. Let's see it all play out. Yep. Let's start things off on the offense side of the ball. Let's do the the pass catchers. We'll group tight ends and wide receivers together. Here's the tight end room currently. Jackson Bowers, Reiner Swanson coming in early. Keanu Hill switches over from wide receiver. Mason Fakahua, Ray Paulo, Anthony Olsen, Ethan Erickson, Mataava, Taase, Bentley, Redden. Who do you think are your top two guys coming out of spring football, Mitch? That's a great question. You know, I would probably say Jackson Bowers and Keanu Hill would probably be the top two guys that I would, uh, maybe third being Mason Fakahua. You know, you really want to see Reiner Swanson be in that group, but I yeah. would say Bowers and Keanu Hill, probably the safe bet there. I think Bowers for sure. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Ethan Erickson, number two. I, I keep coming back to our conversation earlier in the offseason. I'm already forgetting the tight end coach's name. Shame on me. Uh, Kevin Gilbride. Kevin Gilbride, thank you. I, I always want to call him something else, which I need to, I just need to erase that from my brain. Anyways, he wants guys that are that can play both styles. And I have a concern with Keanu Hill from a run-blocking perspective at that spot. He's always a good run-blocking receiver, but is he going to be able to put on enough weight to be able to do it at the line of scrimmage? Because BYU has to get away from certain guys come in to run-block, certain guys come in to pass-catch. That's just you. That's not going to work, and I don't know if Keanu Hill is going to get there. So that, that's my only concern with Keanu Hill. Jackson Bowers, I think, will get there. He'll take a leap, and I think Ray Paulo maybe. Could surprise a little bit. What about a a dark horse tight end that could sneak in and get some significant playing time? I think it's Bentley Redden out of San Clemente High School. You know he's from the same high school as Isaac Rex. I like I like Redden. He was someone that had recruiting offers from Tennessee. That was the the Jeremy Pruitt Tennessee era. Uh, he had a, uh, SEC offers, Ivy League offers. And really talented football player, redshirted last season, but he was part of the program, got a feel for the D1 weight room. Curious to see what leaps he takes this year because, again, he was he was a heralded guy, BYU legacy recruit. I like him. Another one, I don't know if we mentioned him, Nason Coleman out of oh, Chandler, yeah. uh, preferred walk-on. I know that Steve Clark, when we talked to him last year in spring, they really liked Nason Coleman. Uh, but he's a PWO. There's not as much 
investment. I, I know that Kalani wants to make PWOs and scholarship players feel equal, but they're, they're, it's kind of like the NFL in a way where it's tougher for the undrafted seventh round guy to catapult in front of a scholarship or a first round guy. You know, yep. it's just, I think you're always going to go to maybe the scholarship guy first. And if they completely flop, well, then the PWO kind of opens up. But uh, I think that those would be some guys that I would say could be some dark horses coming out of spring football. I'd add Anthony Olsen to the mix. He, he's been yeah. in the program for a little bit now, another walk on. Didn't play a lot of high school football growing up, but got a physical build for it. Well, and he was someone, too, that only one year of high school football, you know. So he's now going into his third year of football, uh, or excuse me, his his fourth year, third year at BYU. There, There's intriguing options at this tight end, but there's just no production. And right. I think that's where you go, who is going to emerge? This is a position where uh, if no one emerges coming out of spring, you're Yikes. hitting the portal. Yeah. You're hitting the portal, period. And so this is a group where Kevin Gilbride, we got to see his influence immediately have an impact on this group and uh, a bunch of different options. This will be an area, too, this group, I bet we'll see some attrition where some guys move out and say, you know, I'm I'm eight-string tight end. I'm not going to play, so I'm moving on. So uh, this will be one of the more fascinating battles, I think, in camp. And then you obviously add in the summertime Noah Moiaki, who just signed. He, you know, he was, he was a guy that committed back in the 2021 class out of American Fork. He was a three-star recruit. So there's more talent coming in for BYU at the tight end position. So time's ticking for these guys to, to really emerge. The wide receiver group is pretty much set. You bring back Cody Roberts. Keelan Marion, Darius Lassiter, Cody Epps. So maybe we skip the who's going to start. Roberts. You're right. Sorry. What? Who did I say? You said Cody Roberts. Oh my goodness. Chase Roberts. That it's is, okay. It's okay. It's, that is it's disturbing. February. It's February. 10th. Chase Roberts. You're right. If, if this was September 10th, there'd be a little <laughs> less forgiveness. But it's February. Come on. Dark horse to get some playing time from the wide receiver group. JoJo Phillips. I oh, think he's the guy choice. that I feel will take on a role of making the biggest leap. Uh, I thought he started to come on and show signs in November, and I think JoJo's due for a big year. I think he's he's really transformed his body. I mean, that's the kind of the buzz I've been hearing is that Phillips will be someone that he will play th- this year. So uh, kind of a forgotten name, but he was a big get out of Sierra Canyon High School. Played with Bronny James. In, in high school, uh, good athlete though, and I think just it was it took some time for him to kind of get accustomed to college lifestyle. But he loves being at BYU. He's someone I feel will be a name that trends up in spring. All right, let's take a break. News, traffic, and weather coming your way. We'll continue the offensive side of the ball: quarterbacks, running backs, offensive linemen. We'll do that on the other side.